0: Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Marianne Wolfe. On our last episode, we had the opportunity to get to know the 2324 Teacher, Principal, and Superintendent of the Year. This week, we're lucky enough to once again be joined by some outstanding educators. We have our North Carolina Teacher of the Year, Kimberly Jones, is back with some regional teachers of the year from across North Carolina to talk to us about their perspectives and goals. Our guests today are Kimberly Jones from Chapel Hill High School, who's the Burroughs Welcome Fund North Carolina Teacher of the Year, Casey Schulte from Beth Elementary School, the Northeast Regional Teacher of the Year, Rachel Fry from East Lincoln High School, the Southwest Regional Teacher of the Year. Ryan Henderson from Sugar Creek Charter School, Charter School Teacher of the Year, and Laura Wilson, the Roger Bell New Tech Academy, Southeast Regional Teacher of the Year. Welcome to all of you. I know we are still very early in the school year, and we're curious to hear a little bit, what are some of the challenges, but also the opportunities you foresee
1: for this school year? This year on sabbatical, one of the things I've been most excited about so far and most looking forward to for the rest of my year of service is the chance to get into our public schools. Incredible things are happening across our state from from the mountains to the coast. And so far I've had the chance to visit a couple of schools and more importantly, some educator prep programs. And it's been incredibly refreshing to see that there's still young people who are passionate about education and are excited to add their talents to our profession. But I'm far more excited to hear from my regional uh, colleagues who are in the classroom every day. So I'm gonna turn it over to them.
0: Wonderful. Rachel, what are you thinking about today?
2: I am thinking about my my calendar and uh, getting into the classrooms of lots of BTs. I have a really unique opportunity in Lincoln County this year. Um, Our superintendent has um, helped me um, uh, not have as many subs as I possibly could have by my traveling. And so I have the opportunity to go and help our beginning teachers across our district. So this year, um, I'd say that my biggest challenge, um, as I think I've talked to a few others, uh, my biggest challenge is not having students of my own. Uh, That was really hard um, because I would consider myself a teacher above many other identities in my life. And I I went through a crisis and I went through a, okay, if I'm not a teacher of high school students, then who am I? And in the last couple of weeks, I realized that I now get to be a teacher of teachers. Mm -hmm. And uh, to date, I have been in about 46 classrooms of beginning teachers across our district from kindergarten all the way through seniors um and i get to help them out i think the biggest the biggest opportunity i have this year is to to boost our beginners um i think that they need a lot of positive affirmation they need to know that they're doing the right things and that they're being seen sometimes even just being able to say Uh, you are using the, the right voice tone or thank you for smiling at your kids and making them feel good. Sometimes they just need to be told that. And then I get to help them with other things that maybe I see from a different lens and from experience that, that they didn't think to look for. So I am, I'm very excited to work with our beginning teachers and to work with our very new Lincoln County Teacher Leadership Council. We had our first meeting last month and we're going to meet again next week. I'm really excited to see what is in store for both my district and region and state.
0: Laura, could you share a little bit about the opportunities and challenges that you see for this school year?
3: Yes, absolutely. So this year is also a very unique year. Um, I work at a restart school, Roger Bell New Tech Academy. And so we had the opportunity to open up an instructional coach position, K-5. So I took on the role of our instructional coach, which is amazing because now I get to see all of our teachers and all of our kids. Um, I work a lot with planning. And so I'm really excited because I get to hear from our grades K all the way up to five And uh, one of the most interesting pieces of feedback that um, I've heard this year is our second grade team said, you know, I can tell this year is our first cohort of kids that have not experienced COVID in that way. Um, Their language and literacy skills are much higher than what they've seen the last several years. I think some of that is the lack of face masks, um, being in school. So I was really encouraged by what we're seeing right now and what our kids are coming and that foundational knowledge they're bringing with them. And um, the opportunity, oper- I'm sorry, the challenges I'm thinking just from talking with our teachers is um, they wanna be everyone and everything all the time. Um, they wanna be everyone for home, for school, and for our kids, and do everything and be everywhere all the time. So trying to find that balance and understanding how to meet the needs of their students, where they are, um, and what those particular needs are when they walk through those doors, and then also stay in tune with their needs and their family needs. Um, Ryan, we'd love to hear from you.
4: Thank you for having me on your platform today. I really appreciate that, and I work with a great group a great group of teachers in North Carolina. So I'm I'm really excited about that. For opportunities, um, when I was uh, awarded teacher of the year for charter schools, uh, that right there, along with the previous teacher of the year for charter schools and uh, for public schools, they both said to me, make this what you want it to be. I was like, okay, you know who you're talking to, right? Because if you put me in a room with someone, I'm going to talk to them. And that right there for me opened up a whole array of windows that I want for my students. My platform is the underserved and underprivileged. So if I have an opportunity to talk to millionaires, billionaires, legislators, people that have been in education for a number of years that have the resources and I can introduce you, to where I work, that for me says it all. Opportunities galore. Um, The challenges I do see this year are, I have a, you know, I'm not an anxious person. I'm really calm and laid back. But when I'm out, the days that I'm out, uh, I have confidence in where I work and my staff. It's just that I want the kids to see me, (laughs) especially the kids (laughs) that are taking my class. Oh, that's Mr. Henderson, let's take his class. And if I'm out 40% of the time, I'm like, I hope they don't regret taking my class. That's, you know, that separation anxiety, I guess you can call it. And other is when my students are absent, um, I really feel I, when my students are absent, they're not in my class and my classroom is a safe place. So that that concerns me. There's been a lot more absences uh, overall with, with my school. And I'm sure some other schools are experiencing that. Um, So I just want people to be in the building with me, um, so I know that they're safe and have have a chance to learn something they didn't learn before.
0: Well, thank you so much, and um, we want to make sure we get to hear from Casey, too, because yet again, you introduced some new ones, Ryan, for us. So Casey, what opportunities and challenges are you seeing this year?
5: Um, I'm teaching at a new school this year, um, so I am back. Um, in my high school biology classroom, which my all my friends on here know, I am so passionate about STEM education and what that looks like, um, specifically in rural NC and how can we, you know, get our kids um, to where they need to be um, when we, we know we're not as close to some of those museums and all of those opportunities that, that we might have in the triangle. So what can I do to level the playing field for my kids? Um, so, but that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother day. Um, for some a glow from our region, um, we just put out our first TLC newsletter. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, our district TOIs um, they all are picking. Well, they're they're spotlighting themselves, um, and they're picking another educator from their county, and just shining on the light on what great things those educators are doing and I think that is so 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 important um not only for bts but for any educator because sometimes you know actually I think we have the absolute most hardest job on this planet especially like Laura said when we're trying to be everything to everyone all the time so if we can take and just share some positive moments or some positive strategies that work um I think that's so important. So read our newsletter. It just came out. It's on Twitter. It's on everywhere. Um, I'm super excited to work with our new um, 2024 TOIs that are coming through. They are a gung-ho group that are so committed to their students, and that is so rewarding um, to see. Um, Some of the challenges um, for me personally, so I teach high school bio um, and I have a lot of kids that really struggle with reading um, and especially that super hard vocabulary in biology class. So I've already reached out to Kim and to Rachel and they've shared some great strategies with me on Leah as well about what can we do, you know, to kind of get these kids reading and help bridge that gap with those reading scores. Um, I want to see some more growth in that area. Um, And I also, I had a really interesting conversation today with a veteran teacher. She's been teaching for nine years and she's just, she's burnt out. She's tired and she's an amazing teacher. And I just worry as a whole, my pre, I have a a son in pre-K. What is his education going to look like if all of these amazing educators keep leaving the profession? So um, that's kind of my big picture worry today. Um, But yeah.
0: Thanks so much to each of you. After the break, we'll continue our discussion with the 23-24 North Carolina Regional Teachers of the Year.
4: Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Participate Learning, uniting our world through global learning.
0: Kim, I'd love to hear from you from a legislative perspective. What are some of the ways you think North Carolina can do better
1: about showing our teachers that respect that they deserve? You we were talking a little bit earlier about our, our budget coming out. Um, and and we know that public education is is the, the best investment that any community can make in its present and its future. Um, it was nice to see some growth in teacher compensation and some expansion of our teaching fellows program, but greater investment is needed in in both of those regards. We have to make sure that young people not only are inspired to be teachers, but that it is a viable career for them to pursue with professional compensation for their expertise, um, right now, we are still at a place where teachers, those veteran teachers, Casey was alluding to, those teachers between years 15 and, and 24 are seeing little to no increase in their pay. And these are the teachers who are mentoring our VTs. These are the teachers who are coaching our sports, filling in those gaps. They have the institutional knowledge. They have the commitment to our profession and they deserve to see increases in in their salaries as well. Um, As I was also saying, I'm super excited about the expansion of our teaching fellows program to two additional universities, but I would love to see our teaching fellows program restored to all of our UNC system schools. Um, I was super excited to see that it had Also, grown to include K through six educators. I want to see it expanded back to seven through 12 educators in all of our subject areas. Our EC programs need great teachers, our STEM programs need great teachers, but every one of our curriculum deserve um, outstanding teachers and the teaching fellows program is a storied and well-proven program that brings those teachers into the field and so in light of the budget those were two places where we did see some growth but where i would absolutely advocate and want to talk to legislators and encourage increased growth in in both of those places not only for the well-being of our teachers, but for the future of our profession and for the benefit of our students above all.
0: We would love to hear one or two of you talk a little bit about some of the narrative that's been underlying in recent education conversations that sometimes put parents versus teachers. And, um, you know, this is a tough subject to talk about, but it's something I think many listeners hear in the news or just around town. And I'm curious if any of you would like to talk about that and any advice you might have to address that.
4: I, I can say a few things on that. Um As a parent and an educator, I do believe that when political season is in rare form, it's, it's a case of conquer and divide. What you hear in the media, being a media person myself, tends to resonate with people more. What they see and what they hear, people don't necessarily pick up or go to policy and read policy for understanding. I heard this, and I saw that, and that's what I'm going to run with. And that becomes a problem when you're not directly dealing with uh, lawmakers, parents, and the community. Um, so again, media plays a huge part in keeping a bigger divide with parents and teachers. And it's really, if you think about it, uh, parents and teachers agree on a lot more than you would think, but it's not told that way in the masses so i think that really needs to be addressed um you know and like i always say follow the money <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and ryan i'll just add we know that when you look at data Parents are overwhelmingly pleased with their public schools. The numbers are staggering, I think at least 80%. And um, so when you look at that, we know that that is often people who are not directly connected to public schools right now may be the ones who, who think differently about them. And so I appreciate you lifting that up. And on that note I would love to hear from uh, maybe Rachel about um what would you like people to know about our public school systems and the role they play There is so much
2: good that is happening right now our like I have I have had the opportunity to be in classrooms with these young teachers who are walking in who are excited who love their kids um I I have been so impressed. Um, I've also had the opportunity to walk through in a variety of veteran teacher classrooms who are innovative, who are inspiring. And, and I, I will also speak to the parent point. I If you connect with the parents early, if you speak positively to them about what their children are doing well, that it goes so far. Uh, toward building relationships and building relationships with those parents is almost as important as building them with your students, because you have to be a community for them. But uh, right now, I know that I, I know that the news says everything that's negative. But when you step inside the classroom and you look inside of the eyes of a child who just got it,
0: there is nothing more exciting. Thank you so much, Rachel. Laura, would you like to share a little bit about what you think, um, what you want people to know about our public schools?
3: Yes, you must have read my mind. Um, To piggyback off of that, I agree 100%. Um, I am seeing teachers, beginning teachers, and I think it is incredible. It needs to be pointed out that many of our teachers are teaching in a classroom and then taking classes online themselves when they go home. So they are doing homework and they are doing lesson plans and they are doing coursework. and some of them are being moms and they are researching the best ways for their kindergartner to grip a pencil and they come in and they crush it every single day for these kids and then like you said, our veteran teachers are coming up with the most innovative outside of the box creative activities. So it's not just our beginning teachers that are coming with with this passion and this vigor for learning. I'm seeing it across the board that there are great things happening in in our state and in our classrooms. And I think that we are our best PR person We have to put the good news out there and we have to let them know. And this is just coming from my elementary background, but we use Class Dojo a lot and Seesaw and we are pushing and pushing to our parents. We are so transparent, not only with what's happening and what we're doing, but then we're on the playground and things that we're doing in the classroom and look what we built today with our Play-Doh and look at this project we did with our iPads. Everything that we do is to give them the picture of what's happening because the reality is our, our parents are trusting us. Eight hours a day with their babies and they don't know what happens. So we are their PR person. We are the best way to get this good news out there. And so I just encourage teachers to put it out there because I we all know firsthand the amazing things that are happening in our classrooms. And we have a really loud voice when we come together.
0: Absolutely. Well, and I want to end here. Um, I'm the daughter of an educator and obviously have spent my career in education. So just have a deep love and appreciation um, for what it takes um, to make that happen. So, Casey, you get the final word here today. What would you like someone who's considering a career in education to know?
5: Do it. I mean, just jump in heart first, feet first, dive in Um I think we've all kind of, we've said this, but relationships are so very important. Um, So, build if you're thinking about education, visit a teacher's classroom. If you're a parent that's worried about what's going into your school, like, volunteer to read a book, serve a lunch duty, come do bus duty with us. We want you there, whether you're a parent, a future teacher, we want to see you. We, we want to help in any way, shape or form. Um, your babies are our babies. Um, I have, I don't even know how many unbiological children at this point that are out and about in the world, but this is the most, it is the hardest, but most rewarding job. When you see kids' eyes light up, There's not an amount of money that you could pay me to see that happen. Um, I think about kids who walk in my classroom and they have this mindset that I am a failure and I can't do this. And you as an educator have the power to change that mindset and totally shift that kid to thinking I am somebody, I can be somebody, and I can get over this obstacle because that's what it is. It's an obstacle. And teachers are superheroes. And we need to be compensated for that. Like pay us like the professionals that we are. So do it. It is the best, absolute thing. Best choice I've ever made. Um, Do it.
0: Well, I warned everybody that they were in for a treat. So I thank you all absolutely delivered. And thank you for what you do every single day and for joining us at the end of what I know is a long day. Um, We're so grateful you were here with us. After the break, this week's final word. As fans of Education Matters have no doubt heard me say before, teachers are the number one school-related factor influencing student outcomes. Teachers have the immense responsibility of preparing our children to be educated and well-equipped community members. This is not a task that should be taken lightly, but unfortunately, teaching is often thankless work. However, our Regional Teachers of the Year represent the outstanding work being done by educators across our state and demonstrate the passion and commitment teachers have for shaping a bright future for their students. Despite varying grade levels and subject areas, each of our Regional Teachers of the Year play a vital role in their students' lives. And it is clear that they approach those roles with care and attention. From finding innovative ways to make sure students understand class content, to helping students discover their passions and future career paths, they are able to have long lasting impacts on their students. These are the kind of highly effective educators North Carolina needs. Unfortunately, as a state, we are not doing our part to continue to foster this kind of talent in teachers. We can already see the effects of continued disinvestment in public education, and the issue will only worsen if we continue down this path. North Carolina had approximately 3,500 vacant teaching positions this fall, and many poor positions were filled by teachers who are not fully licensed. That impacts thousands of students. The forum has asked teachers on numerous occasions, including today, what could be done to improve recruitment and retention, and better pay is almost always given as an answer. In response, reinstating master's pay and rising salaries across the board by 24.5% to reach the national average is one of our top education issues. However, the raises included in the General Assembly's budget are less than one-third of that. At an average of 7% over a two year period. The budget also does not reinstate master pay and our most veteran teachers get the smallest raises. In addition to needing better compensation, teachers also need the necessary resources to do their job. North Carolina was ranked last in the country in education funding effort in a 2022 report. This means teachers must come out of pocket, get creative, or completely forego tools for instruction in many cases. We cannot continue to provide classrooms with the bare minimum resources and then expect stellar test scores. Public education is an investment, but is there a more worthy investment than one in the future of our children and communities? Teachers need our support because students need theirs. It is truly that simple. If North Carolina intends to continue to thrive as a state, we must prepare our children to do so. By providing teachers the compensation, resources, and respect they are entitled to as professionals We give them the tools needed to build up each child. Our regional Teachers of the Year represent all of the amazing work being done in our classrooms today, as well as the desire to do even more if given the opportunity and capacity. With that kind of drive and talent and teachers across the state, North Carolina doesn't have to only be a top state for business. We could also be a top state for education. Thank you for taking time with us to learn and think about education. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.